Morning, everyone. Morning. So this is my first adventure in the preaching I've never done this before. So um, I apologize for things. Self-deprecating humor. All right. So I want to start with a question. How many of you consider yourselves self-motivated? Got a few. Self-motivated. Max is definitely self-motivated. So, if you're self-motivated, which I'm not very self-motivated, you'll understand this little picture I have on the next slide. I hope you can see it. This is how people think motivation works. Is you've got something that's tantalizing and exciting, and you just decide, oh, that's right, I'll, I'll just go ahead and do it. You know, that's, I'm motivated to do it now. And in reality, our motivation is just a small part of what we choose to do. Self-discipline is getting yourself up, using that motivation to get up and go do the right thing, but having the self-discipline to actually physically go and do that thing. So I want to talk a little bit about different types of motivation. Intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivations are something that we choose to be motivated to do it because we enjoy it ourselves. So I like to do woodworking. I like to go and make furniture or turn a bowl on a lathe or play video games or hang out with my friends. I'm, I'm motivated to do those things because I enjoy doing them. Um, you know, it gives me purpose, you know, growth, coming to church and motivated to come to church because of the growth that I get here. Uh, curiosity, passion, self-exploration and fun. Those are all the things that when we're intrinsically motivated, it means that we're motivated from the inside. And then there's extrinsic motivations, which can be both positive and negative. I've listed some positive ones here. Well, the picture that I found it. You know, you're extrinsically motivated at work because you want that promotion, because you want the pay raise, you want, you want the bonus, because you go and you do a good job because, oh yeah, I'm gonna get some more money. You know, you've got benefits, prizes. You compete in the Olympics because of the prize. You're extrinsically motivated. Um, winning perks, beating that other person. You know, you're extrinsically motivated. If you're competitive like me, you're extrinsically motivated because you want to beat that next person. You want to be just a little bit better than them. So, I've listed some verses here that motivate me, and the ones that everybody thinks about. You know, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. So it's easy for me to see this in a tangible way. I build houses, build cabinets, I do tower, you know, all these people do all these trades and they work with me. And so I see it every single day. And I think to myself, would God be pleased with how this looks? Or am I trying to slip something under the rug? Am I saying, hmm, that's gonna be hidden behind the drywall, they're never gonna see that. You know, 
or I don't know how to really relate this to a, a desk job, but you know, if you're going to do something and it's going to make that next person's job a little bit easier, but they wouldn't notice if you didn't do it, would you do it anyway? God knows. He would know if you did it or not, right? So why wouldn't you do it? If you're working for the Lord, that would be how you really do it. You'd make the job easy for that next person. Or Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Again, nothing is impossible when we are working with the Lord. Everything that we choose to do, everything that we're motivated to do, God is with us. He's given us this motivation to go ahead and do these things, to you know, go out and do this work to feed the hungry, take care of the homeless, everybody that needs help. Or Philippians 4.13, again along the same lines, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Again, God gives us these strengths already. We just have to tap into it. So I have a quote here from Michael Jordan. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my I've lost almost 300 games, and 26 times I've been trusted with take, to take the game-winning shot and miss. I failed over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. Now, God gives us the motivation and the strength to go out and do His will, but we continue to fail every day. At least I know I do. I go out and make mistakes, and I struggle with sin. It's the same as all of you do. But if we choose to use that failure as a motivator, instead of us shutting down and choosing to be, you know, hold it inside, shy away from trying to do anything other again, we need to use the motivator, we need to use our failure as a motivator, just like Michael Jordan did, because we all know how successful he was. So next I want to talk about self-discipline. Because you can't talk about motivation without talking about self-discipline. This is what my mom wanted me not to talk about. What? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. When we make a mistake, when we struggle, when we're tested, when something goes wrong, it's discipline. Knowing that, you know, we're struggling, but we're going to come through, right? God's given us the motivation, self-discipline, to know that when we're struggling, we're going to come out on the other side of the metal. When we heat it up, and we cool it down, it becomes temper, and it's way stronger than it was. Proverbs 25, 28. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. I really like the way that it's worded in another version, but a person who lacks self-control has no walls. They can't control themselves. They, they're just kind of helter-skelter all over the place and wild. 
as it says, they're easily invaded. If we have the self-discipline to know that we need to stay with God, we stay on His path, we're going to struggle. It doesn't say we're not going to. But what it says is that God's going to take care of us. And He says in Hebrews. But if we are everywhere, if we just held our scales all over the place and lacking self-control, and we don't have self-discipline, we're not going to be ready when God calls us to do what He's asked us to do. And then 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27, which is the verse that Jeff read for us. You not know that in a race all the runners run, but when one gets the prize, run in such a way to get a prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do not get a crown, they do get a crown that will not last. But we do is get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my soul. So after I have preached others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. It's a pretty self-explanatory section, pretty self-explanatory reading. But what sticks out to me is that I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. So after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. We have to have purpose in our self-discipline and our motivation. This verse tells me that, you know, it says right here, after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. I'm up here talking to you guys, but the reason I picked this is because this is something I need to hear on a daily basis. I struggle with self-motivation and self-discipline I think that's something that everybody should hear. I strike a blow to my own body to make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. As long as we're staying in course, staying within God's boundaries, and trying to do the right thing, good things are going to come. God's going to take care of us, but it takes that self-discipline and it takes that level of, you know, takes that level of uh, motivation to get there. But I have another quote from somebody else that we all probably know, from Jeff Fisher. Discipline is doing what you really don't want to do so you can do what you really want to do, right? So obviously Jeff Fisher is talking about football. When he was talking about that, but it's something that we can talk about as Christians together. So, it's, what did all those motivational verses have in common? I know the answers up there because I'm not as cool as Gene. Don't know how to do the bullet points, but they all mention God as the reason we can do the things we can do, or God is the reason we're doing them. So, God our extrinsic motivator. He's the reason we want to do good things, right? So as a Christian, you know, God asks us to feed the hungry. You know, that means getting up early and going down to the shelter. Nothing pays for That means 
helping out the shelter. I remember when I was very, very young, my dad and I, we went to the Bellevue Church of Christ at the time. And we had room in the end. And I remember staying there all night long, sitting in an uncomfortable cot. Just, and I was like, Dad, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? We had 20 guys that would have been sleeping out in the cold. Instead, that had a place to stay. And it didn't make sense to me at the time, but it doesn't have. It was that little dad was trying to instill in me the motivation, the self discipline to know these people need our help, and this is what God has called us to do. Um, but not all of our motivators have to be something that is, you know, something we don't want to do. I love helping out kids. I love doing, taking school supplies to kids and putting them in a backpack, you know, about the kids in the inner cities and stuff like that. I don't know if you've ever done it, but it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. So if God is our extrinsic motivator, we need to be our own intrinsic motivator and self-motivator when it comes to doing God's work. So, I've listed the definition of self-discipline here. Self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. Right? It's hard to get up early and go to the volunteer center and have good food for those who are in need. Isn't it? I don't want to get up at 5.30 a.m. every day to go to work. I don't want to get up at, at 6 o'clock to go cook for somebody else. But God has given us the strength to do it, right? It's already within us. It's, it's us that needs to harness our self-discipline to do it. It's hard to drive all the way away to Tennessee to help those people whose houses flooded. I do it all day. I go to work. I help my guys remodel a house, whether that's tearing it apart or putting it back together. When I get off work, do I want to drive all the way to Waverly, Tennessee to do the same thing? Not really. But those people need our help, and that's what God has called us to do. It's hard to volunteer. This one's speaking to me right here. It's hard to volunteer on a Saturday when the game is on. And that can also apply to Sunday if you're in a golf day. Well, if you don't like sports, it might be in the middle of something you want to watch, something you're fortunate. Something as simple as that. But God has called us, if that's the time when these people need help, that's when we do it. God has already given us the strength. Now it's up to us to have the self-discipline to use it to work for Him. I'm going to extend an invitation to anyone who's here. If you know God is your motivator, and you know that He is the reason we get out of bed in the morning, He's the reason we want to come to worship. I'm going to extend this invitation. If you need anything, if you need prayers, if you need to be baptized, we're happy to help. Why don't you come out as we stand and sing?